When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Well, welcome. As you can tell by the music, we have a beyond iconic host, Don Shelby's in the house. Can you hear it through the... Is it on? Uh, no, it's not. And that's the reason I uh, began the show by going, how's it go-go? <laughs> That makes sense to me. You're talking to Gogo's mom. It's like, well, how's Go? She's great. She's already up. Already eating bananas. Justin sent me a video. Um, you know, things are fine. Let me make sure you got headphones that work. Those work. It's okay. You just tell us your life story without hearing anything. Hi, everyone. My name's Don Shelby. <laughs> it's nice to be with you today. A friend of uh, Tom Bernard's uh, down the road for the past 40 years, and uh, we're the odd couple. <laughs> and he has asked that while he is gone, I uh, sit and do this, and that's my first rodeo. You I've know, done this before. Yeah, it's funny. I was just, Gage, I was just telling um, Don that I have been using him like currency. Um, I, go to the, I go to the Hubbard building in the afternoons, and... I am, I can't even stress how, what a little fish I am. Like, I'm such a little fish. I, like, I literally am like, you're cool, you're cool, you're, you know, everybody's all these put together people. So I've been walking around and being like, at the lunch line, being like, and then Don Shelby said? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, I was like, did you, did you know that Don Shelby was wearing the greatest sweater yesterday? And people are like, we get it. And then he said, Hat news. <laughs> I did. Hat news. I did bring up hat I news. I was like, oh, and it's so weird how talented he thinks I am, which is so weird because he's so talented. So I literally have been using your name as, I'm sure as like your daughters may or may not have used at some point in their lives. Or maybe they, you know, maybe they did that thing where they're embarrassed uh, because everybody knew you so well. I'm sure they used it sometimes. I've been using your name to get places, people, things all week. So... My wife never does. I believe that. Because she's embarrassed of course. to be married to me. Of course she is. Because someone always has a story that I've never told her. <laughs> and they go, I drank gallons with this guy. <laughs> I mean, he was hitting on every chick in the joint. Is he still like that? I love this dude. <laughs> I would kill Justin. <laughs> I would be so over that. Plus, like, no matter how much you love your husband, the last thing you want to hear is story after story of why they're so awesome everywhere you go. Like, you hit a point of going, listen, I'm just trying to buy my groceries and get out of here. Yes, and then you're saying, try to live with him, like, okay? Yeah, right. Okay, you had like, one night. You come pick up his socks, okay, if he's so great. Um, we were at the state fair... And it's weird because, like, in radio, you know, it's so rare anybody says anything to me. I, I, it, or even Tom will, until he talks, usually people, whatever. We're at the State Fair. I kind of forget. People must come up to you all the time here in Minnesota. Yes. Is that pretty cool? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I can it see is. you enjoying that because you're very I, in I the really, moment. I really, really do enjoy it because I have a calculus inside my head and it begins this way, Brittany, that um, I am that guy who comes up to people. Yeah. 
uh, if you were to say, if there was a, a, a comedian on that I'd seen on Netflix and he happened to be in my local cub, yeah. I'm like full on stalking the dude. <laughs> and he knows n- nothing about who I am. And I'm just like going to the same aisle. <laughs> And I'm picking up the same We're both reaching for food. the rice. Oh, yeah. Oh, excuse me. Oh, I'm so sorry. And then, hey, aren't you? <laughs> You're and practicing. Aren't you? You're yeah. in another aisle. Aren't you? Oh, wait a minute. Have I seen And you? I'm thinking, try, try to think of a joke. Try yeah. to think of a joke he Something did. Something he'll remember. Something he'll remember, right? That's... I love that thing you did. That's good. Cool. Yeah. And I, I, I am the guy who is embarrassed to walk up to somebody but can't stop himself yeah. and just kind of go, excuse me, um, I, I really, really like uh, what you did. And they're going, I'm shopping, asshole. Would you just <laughs> please? I'm in disguise. How did you even know that I was here? But I've got this like x-ray vision to, yeah. to see people that I've recognized or remembered so i am that guy and so uh, it gets a little odd when you're at uh dinner yeah. with your family and then and, and my wife is driven crazy about this but uh, somebody will walk up and we're having one of the few conversations you can actually have yeah. uh, because we haven't had a conversation for a long time uh, in the house because I'm always on the phone or always busy in a Zoom or doing something. I'm out of the house. Yeah. So she really appreciates this time when we're together uh, where we can talk quietly. And then somebody comes up and then they want to talk for 25 minutes. Yeah. And the food is served and, and you're standing there with the plate full of food and it's, the person's still talking. That can get annoying yes. if you overstay your welcome. But here's the key point. Uh, I'm uh, a, an idiot kid from, uh, from a very small country town. And I, whatever I have attained in my life is due 100% to these people. These people. And it... it they're they're awed, are they, by uh, seeing someone who is famous for being famous? Yeah. Because I didn't invent the polio vaccine. Yeah. I didn't uh, serve time. as UN ambassador. Yeah, still time. I was I was just a person. Yeah. But uh, to their in their lives, they say, "Wow, I mean, that's you're a guy I saw." And one of the many people that they may end up genuflecting to, which uh, is needless. But that goes the other way for me. I look at them and go, no, no, it's me that appreciates you, that you recognize me at the state fair, and and it takes me an hour to walk a block. Yeah. uh, Because so many people are, they got a story to tell. Yes, this is true. And so, And don't forget you're in line for a hot dog as well. Yes. Don't take away that yes. time as well. And we were walking in. Do you remember walking into the state fair? Tom's behind me. Yeah. I'm walking through because I spent, as I told you, 320 days at the fair doing the news. That's and he's walking behind me. And, and a person stops me as soon as we walk through the fair and starts talking. And Tom goes, now it begins. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have photos. I was in. It was so surreal. And I know this is like. Probably so silly for some people, but it was so surreal. It was my mom pushing Gogo. I was in front, of course, because I'm like the man. I already practiced this walk, by the way. Oh, good. Because I had, was there the day before, and I said to my husband, I was like, we're going to the chicks. I said, I need to make sure I know exactly where to go. I've got like six people following me, and they're, they're not, you guys aren't cat like. I would say you're not well trained dog like. Like, you guys are <laughs> not, you know, immediately <laughs> spreading out, but they're kind of like, kind of, you know, slowly branch out. Yeah. Um, And I was like, so I have to know this walk. So I had, like, the most efficient walk. And um, (laughs) Gogo and my mom are up front, and my mom is just talking to everybody, you know. And we've got Michael Bryant. uh, uh, We've got Basham. We've got you. um, And we've got Tom. And I had to turn around and take, like, 
photos because I was laughing so hard. It was like, this is the weirdest crew I've ever rolled with in my life. Every two seconds, like, you've got people coming up to you. Every time I'd have to, like, grab you for something, I was like, there are all these people wanting to talk to you. And I, I'm like you. Like, I am more of a fan of things than I've ever been, have anyone ever come up to talk. I will always be the nerd. Even when I go into the Hubbard, I'm always like, they're going to take away my ID because yes. I like well, every time anybody gets done with the show, I'm like, oh, when you said this on air, it was so funny. They're like, Brittany, right. you work at this right. station. And I'm like, I will never not be the annoying, the most annoying fan everybody has. So I think that's like such an appreciation. But I'm just telling you, my friend Allie, who was on the show yesterday, she called me after. She goes, you have no idea how many people I called to say I was <laughs> Todd Shelby yesterday. It was so funny. And like even a more inside look. Like, which again, I'm sorry for annoying you guys. But um, literally, she was supposed to just be on Monday, Tuesday to help our uh, Tuesday, Wednesday to help us with Tevin um, and, and getting through those shows. She's like, you got to get me on with Shelby. I was like, <laughs> and we had like no time at the end. And I said, listen, fine. But like, you're, probably, you're paying for dinner next time we go. She goes, you got to get me on. And I was like, okay. So she's like screenshotting it. She's got the recording. She was just elated. So just know that we are all pretty damn excited well, to have you that's on. Well, that's so nice. And, and uh, I know uh, as Barbara listens to this show, uh, she's sitting, squirming in her chair, <laughs> wishing she could just pick up the phone and go, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, people. He's not that great. I've lived with him for 50 years. He's an asshole. Okay, I have a question to get some insight into who you are as a person. Okay. When you make scrambled eggs, where do you scramble the eggs? In, uh, like, the kitchen? Yeah. Oh, I like which container do you scramble the eggs in? I think this gives a good insight into what kind of person you are as a cook. Well, okay, I use uh, what's called a zambioni. I already know this is already. Okay. It's you it's already... a oh it's a, it doesn't have a flat bottom on it. It's it's a uh, sort of an oval shaped bottom, okay. and you just hold it over the top of the flame, and you make sauces with it. And you can make a hollandaise sauce and things like that. Because I like sheared eggs, not scrambled hard. I like eggs that had a little bit of run to them, a lot of butter, and more, more like a, a French egg. And uh, they are not, they're scrambled soft. How, what's the bowl called again? Zabioni. I, nope. Zabioni? Yeah. Zabioni. I think it's Z-A-B-I-G-I-N-O-L-E or something like that. Um, okay, so... That gave me so much insight into who you are as a person. It's a lot different from me. A lot different from me. Um, I get annoyed because my husband uses, I don't know how, but three different containers to whatever. I'm so chaotic of a person, I scramble my egg in the pan. Yes. Oh, yeah. I see. That's the way to do it? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so it annoys. Like, but it ends up being a hard scramble, so that's the reason I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and you going into detail about the pan and the, the French-style eggs is just, like, that's so – like, that is so you as a person. Well, I told you yesterday that when I retired, I thought I was going to go to the Culinary Institute of America, the CIA in Hyde Park, New York, or the, uh, the Cordon Bleu. But can you I just, wanted to be a chef. Can you do, like, if you're in a hurry, can you just take a break from being ex so extra for four seconds? Of course. Okay, you can. Oh, yeah. No, I'm a country boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boss, I can no, break that egg I, and just I had, eat it. At, I mean, I can't even begin to calculate the number of fried egg sandwiches oh, that so I ate. Good. I mean, that was that was a food. That was what you had. Your mom went, I don't have the goddamn time to cook you breakfast here. Yeah. And, and walk away, and the egg it turns into some form of silicone yeah. or something. Just... It is so hard and so dark because yeah. he used bacon grease. He didn't use any kind of Pam or anything oh like that. Oh, my God. And, uh, and just stick it between some bread and throw some mayonnaise on it and go, here, eat that. Tell me it's not delicious, though. Delish! <laughs> I just like my favorite snack. I know, me too. Me too. If we have eggs in the house, we always have a full meal. Like, I, I can always make it work. <laughs> and, like, an egg sandwich. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
All right, well, don't worry, Barbara. We're gonna have Bob Sansevier on next, and he's gonna derail this whole thing. We'll be back on the Tom Bernard Morning <laughs> when Show. When does he never? Exactly. It's yeah. kind of, I think that's why we pay him the big bucks. <laughs> Do you know him? <laughs> okay. You met Sansevier. We'll be right back on the Tom Bernard Morning Show. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. Tom Bernard here. Are you ready for some throttle therapy? Cruise the water in luxury on brand new Bennington pontoon from the Power Lodge, of course. Enjoy sunset from the water. That's one of the things I used to love so much. Entertain the kids and float on the lakes all summer long. It all starts at the Lodge, the Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge with locations in Brainerd, Onamia, Ramsey, and Miller Marine of St. Cloud, of course. Hundreds of pontoons in stock across all Power Lodge locations. Your summer fun begins at Brainerd's newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge. You've heard it before. Brittany wants to be a Klingon if we buy a pontoon. I am going to buy a pontoon. I will tell you the easiest way to have a bunch of old friends come out of the woodwork is to own a pickup truck or a pontoon. I became way more popular with my friends and family when I owned a pontoon. Enjoy the best days of summer on your favorite lake and a brand new Bennington pontoon from the Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge in Ramsey. Miller Marine St. Cloud is the largest Bennington dealer in the entire world. Throttle therapy on land and water, powerlodge.com and millermarine.com and please do tell them that Tommy said And I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. I now am officially the most hungry person in the world. <laughs> How dare you? Okay, we've got Bob Sansevier Sports brought to you by Bielke Law Firm. Hurt at work? Dave Bielke goes to work for you. Taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials, go to B-I-A-L-K-E law.com. Tell them Bob and Tom and Brittany and Don sent you. We all sent you. Hey, Bob, how the heck are you? Bobby, are you there? Great to see you again. Yeah. Hey, hey, Bob, question. Uh, In the spot, it says, uh, he goes to work for you. Okay. (laughs) Does a dude actually go to work for you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, can you just take some time off and go, I'm paying I, this dude. He's got my job. He's going to write the thing. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I have seen him with a hard hat on, and I've seen him at different places. <laughs> yeah, I would actually like that. I've met, uh, I've never officially met him. I, we've talked to him on air 
Um, we've looked him up on the website. He is has these lupine eyes. Ooh. Dave Bielke wolf, has wolf yes, like wolf like okay. eyes. And every time I look at him, I'm like, that might be the lawyer that you need to walk into the courtroom with. Like <laughs> like Cantorthope, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Really? Like, I literally daggers. was like, he if he just howled at the moon one night when I looked out, I would go. Wow. Does he have a pentagram on his palm? Yeah, he does. I, oh, uh, well, my. Bob, can you confirm or deny? Does he <laughs> have a pentagram on his palm? Uh, uh, I haven't seen his palm, but oh. if I've shaken his hand. But the one thing that I do know uh, is that he uh, he does, he loves, he's got a Harley, and he's gone on thousand mile trips. Hey, by the way, AJ, I keep I hear myself about three seconds after I say it. Oh, you got max minus. I think that's going to be something on your end because I've got nothing so, going on here. Um, I'll look into it. Well, though. I don't think it's uh, it, it, But here's here's how you're yeah, talking. It's still Bobby. happening. Do you Bobby. want me to try? Well, I'll I can. No, this is how you talk, Bobby. Okay, when you have uh, the uh, delay in your ear, here's how you actually sound on the air. Yeah. So I. <laughs> because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you sound like me on a normal basis. <laughs> a little unsure of yourself. Wondering if you made up that word. <laughs> it's perfect. You're killing it in the game. Yeah, no, why don't you can sign off and come back on if you want. Let's try that because this is going to be very annoying. Because I, I keep wondering if you hear it when I do it. Yeah, well. We just hear your voice, which is also annoying. <laughs> I'm going to sign off. I'll be back. <laughs> All right, All right, Bob. Well. Bob Sansevier. Sansevier. You know what? I feel like Dave Bielke owes us an extra pay because we talked about him a lot. Why don't so. we get him instead of Bob Sansevier? <laughs> because he goes to work <laughs> for, for Bob Sansevier. <laughs> <laughs> he can just yes, come in. Go forget to work for him. forget I love Sansevier. That. You know what? Bielke. How you doing, man? Put your money where your mouth is, Dave Bielke. <laughs> we would love to have you instead of Bob Sansevier. I would love to have one of Bob Sansevier's many horses on the mic compared to Bob Sansevier some days. So. And he refuses to turn his camera on. We're not really sure why. He's just determined. Because he looks like shit. But, like, he does. He always does. He doesn't care. <laughs> I've traveled so much with Bob Sansevier. Oh, I, I know what's happening. Uh-oh. Naked? He no. <laughs> He's he looks actually good. He actually he, lost a he bunch dressed of dressed up, uh, shaved, combed his hair, like a has a fun. suit on, and he doesn't want us to see him like that. I see. Yeah, not the case. Oh. <laughs> Too intimidating. <laughs> Bob, is it fixed? No, it's not. <laughs> And it's happened delay. before, and it's not been at my end. It's, there is a See you. I'll be, there's a button go, to hit, and I don't know which one it is. Hey, there's always thing. a Bob always claims there's this magic button that that person's not hitting. AJ, it's I've a, got echo cancellation on for you. I've got the same thing I did yesterday for everybody else. I'm not sure what it would be, Bob. Do you want to? Do you want to just call in over the phone, maybe? <laughs> That'd be perfect. Because we can't see you anyway, Bob. Yeah. Uh, yes, shoot me the number. All right. Yeah. We'll tell you off the air, okay? We'll, we'll, or we'll text it to you. Yeah, we'll text it to you. I don't yeah, even... text me, Brittany. All right. Yeah. I did this uh, because when you're on television and you're hearing Mix Minus and you are talking like this because you're trying to catch up with what's being said and the person who is engineering the show doesn't know you're on what's called Mix Minus. So you're getting an echo of your own voice, and it really interferes with the way you're speaking. And I have said on the air, while I'm doing a report, uh, either in, usually in the field where it's a remote, that the tornado that hit Lady, uh, tornado that hit Lady, fix the audio in my earpiece. <laughs> <laughs> and people, people at home going, is that in the script? <laughs> um, I don't know <laughs> if we are supposed to be knowing this. Okay, can you ever just take your uh, like your head, your earpiece out, or would no? You you see it all the time on the news. Really, you're watching the news, people will reach and grab that earpiece and pull it straight out, 
and and you know as an anchor you're ranking the show the field reporter there is no way you're going to ask them a question yeah. they always end by thank you bob and they move on to the next thing because they don't have any earpiece they cannot hear you they cannot hear their own piece but they'd rather that then. than have that delay coming back in their head so i'm sorry that that happened to you bob that uh, I'd call in uh, like uh, the Geek Squad or something because obviously a mistake on your end. Yeah, and I think I, th- yeah. I think we do have Bob here, back Yeah, Bob, it's yeah. on yeah, your I, end. I, I'm sure it's my end that it was. <laughs> John, that is like a forever thing with all of our people. Is that's always who's can convince the other person it's <laughs> right. their fault. It's your fault. It's it's your end. I think it's your end. We always do that. And AJ, don't even worry about it. We'll, we either figure it out or we'll do call-ins all day. So yes, it's not a, it, it is not a big deal. And the only time it's ever happened when I is when I've called in to the show. But it's my end. We'll go with that. Okay. That makes me anyway. feel better. All right. Anyway, now, so Don, great hearing your voice. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. It's great to have one. Because, you know, yeah. <laughs> two years ago I had a stroke and I didn't have any speech at all, which uh, resulted in some wonderfully funny emails. Uh, one email said, heard about your stroke and your inability to speak. Finally! <laughs> Finally! <laughs> it, was, it was Barbara from a what? burner account. <laughs> Man. Well, how long? Because you sound great. So, how long did it take to get back to where you are now? Uh, I'm still getting back, but it took six months to get back to uh, speaking. That's crazy. Um, but the a strange thing happened, though, Bobby. One thing that uh, I, I sounded like this uh, after the stroke for the first two months, um, unless I had memorized something, because half of my tongue. Uh, didn't work because the stroke hit the uh, right side of my face, and so I had a little droop on my lip, and and the uh, tongue doesn't work. So I've had to learn how to make all the words uh, differently than I had made them for the past oh. seventy years. So, so I, the the architecture of my mouth, if you were to shoot some kind of uh, MRI or something. I'm making sounds differently than I'd made them my entire life. But I, but when I would memorize, when I go and pick out something I had memorized in my life, it bypassed the injury. Which is... A- and it was really, really weird. And so I had memorized Shakespeare and I would memorized, uh, in fact, I did a Scottish accent. Because I was just stuck in a bed and I watched uh, Outlander uh, four <laughs> times. I just kept watching it. And I could never do a Scottish accent because it would always bleed into an Irish accent yeah. or something. And uh, and I could never do it. And I could not because my tongue was screwed up. I couldn't do the drrrr. I couldn't make that sound. It sounded like this. Dot, 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 dot. I could not manipulate my tongue. And so, uh, so I... Then one of the other parts of the injury is I had no acquisition. So once I, if I could figure out the uh, Scottish accent, I could uh, not think of anything to say. It'd take me a long time to try to find the words and piece them together. But if I had memorized them at a previous point, then I could do it. And so I did the Gettysburg Address in a Scottish accent. It took me watching the entire four uh, seasons four times. And I am now, for the first time on radio, going to do a little bit of Gettysburg Address as Jamie Frazier uh, in Outlander as a Scottish Highlander from 1747. Are you ready? Scene. and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we're engaged in a great civil war. And so I started Wait, laughing. Take, my, take a beat, I, sir. I started take laugh, a beat. Bob, I started laughing my ass off when I'm doing I couldn't get through it because I'm thinking, if fucking Abraham Lincoln 
had done this on uh, July 3rd of, of 1863, the war would have been over in two weeks. Done. It'd done. Be done. It would like William Wallace. It like Mel Gibson running with done. blue paint on his face. And, I, and I'm picturing... I'm picturing Abraham Lincoln on the stage at Gettysburg with half of his face painted blue. Full kill. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think, I think yeah. it's so funny, too, to stop and go, man, I should have memorized some more useful things. Because I don't know how this is going to apply to my everyday life, busting into Kowalski's and yelling this. But that is. Did your doctor give an explanation of why you were able to do that? I'll tell you this. So I, I go in to the uh, speech therapist, not the doctor, but the speech therapist, and I'm still talking like this because my tongue doesn't move. And I said, I have something to show you. And she said, oh, okay, uh, show me. And I said, okay. And I said, now is the winter of our discontent made glorious summer by the sun of York. And all the clouds that loud upon our house in the deep bosom of the ocean buried. And I did the entire Richard III soliloquy. Uh, As one does. So I did that because it was memorized. <laughs> yeah, it was just so impressive. It was memorized. And, oh, no, no, here, here's the deal. And, 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 and Bob and everyone listening has had this moment, and it gives me chills. I looked at her after I was completed I was exhausted yeah. from this performance, and she looked at me, and I was expecting her hair to have been blown completely back. Yeah. And she said, yeah, that's pretty common. I... <laughs> <laughs> she said, I work with Alzheimer's patients, so they can't remember their children, but uh, they can sing their school fight song. It's just the way your brain works. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's compartmentalized. Yeah, like, well, there's a different part of your brain that deals with memory versus creating new sentences. That's exactly in a right. And so if the stroke happened, I'm sure. So that's like, that's what's so crazy about aphasia in general is all that intricacies. Yes. But it must have felt good to hear your voice. Like, you must have felt good to be like, a part of me is back. Well, and, and not back, but yeah. uh, there was a pathway. Not It's just another m metaphor for the pathways in your brain. But I saw a pathway to get back to speaking. Yeah. And so uh, I, when uh, Rosie's uh, uh, wife died... Uh, during the period of time I'd, I'd been out for two months, I still was speaking that way, but uh, I had to do her eulogy. But the only way I could do it was to write it and memorize it. And so I did it from memory, and that was two months after the thing. And then when I left the stage and people were going, oh, that was a very nice thing, and now I'm talking like this again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, couldn't, I could not sound like I did at that time. Yeah, that must blow people's mind to come up to you like, oh, he's so rude. <laughs> he literally blew me off and said, yeah, 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 yeah. He said something I didn't understand what the hell he, he was saying. wasted. <laughs> How you been, Bob? Not too bad. Great. Don, that is, that's a stunning, it's an amazing, and also, she kind of blew off because it's different when people who have Alzheimer's can remember something you were dealing with a stroke, and you were able to talk like that, you know, by just from memory. I, I'm just fascinated by it. it and and I'm fascinated, too. Stroke. You didn't have, you did not have just Bell's palsy, right? It was No, no, it was a full-blown temporal stroke. And that was my fourth one. The only one that had done damage. The, the others were serious, but not anything that knocked anything out where you couldn't use your left side or whatever. This one did do that. And uh, then I had to have open-heart surgery uh, a month later because the thing that was causing the strokes was inside my heart. And so they oh. opened me up at Mayo and uh, took the thing out that was causing the problems. And the guy said, uh, well, you're on blood thinners for 18 years. You're done. You are completely fine. you got the heart of a 50-year-old. Um, and you're never going to have a stroke again as long as you live. And so, so you're stroke proof. I'm stroke proof. You get that in writing? 
I did not get it in writing. Oh. I think there's probably a malpractice thing yeah. waiting to happen yeah. if you write that shit down. If somebody says down. you're struck, yeah, yeah, I'll prove you wrong. <laughs> well, are, are you? Did they tell you a heart attack proof too? Will you live forever now? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I have. Uh, I don't had no heart problems because the patch that they put in in 2004 had uh, was mis made and it was collecting clots oh. inside inside of one of my or like a soda stream in yeah. your heart yes right oh that's terrifying yeah. and so every once in a while every four a year it'll something some, would bubble to the top and plop off and go into my brain but what so uh, in 2004 the uh the first stroke hit my cerebellum in the back by just above the back of your uh, neck yeah and uh, and it killed two thirds of it. So I'm looking <laughs> at the CAT scan, and this little hot dog thing in the back of your head, two thirds are gone. I don't. It's white. Yeah, that's this not great. Is, uh, that's not, not even the one working. you want. Yeah, no. that's not what you're looking to see. There's a um, a TED talk with a lady who studies stroke. She's this medical doctor. Seen it. Yeah, I think I sent it to you last time yeah, we talked yeah, about it. right. She had us, because you and I were talking about this. Yes, because you and I, I, yeah, now I have a vivid memory. My strokes are just constant. Um, and so. <laughs> many strokes. I have many, yes. many, many strokes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this lady, she studied, she was this medical doctor, studied strokes, had a stroke, described it in detail on a way that like nobody's, you know, been able to put on record because she studies it yes. and was telling second per second what was happening it was so interesting bob wow well it's all i know this don uh mike brian always seeking justice for the injured at minnesotapersonalinjury.com if you wanted to go after them you, you could give him a call and i think he could because that's unbelievable that they that was causing it could i that they did something wrong like 11 years later could i go after cco <laughs> for like a work oh, comp you, you, thing well give well, if you got hurt at all, call Dave Bialki from Bialki Law, B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. I hear that guy works for you. <laughs> he literally just works for you. On he Monday. Could up and done a, he could have done one of the newscasts for you if you needed him. <laughs> On Monday, he'll sit in my spot and just mispronounce things all day. He works really hard for us. Well, what's on top uh, of your mind, Bob? Well, let me just mention this. I know that throughout... The uh, Detroit area, the greater Detroit area, Lions fans are giddy because they knocked off Kansas City and Kansas City. And Viking fans should not be overly concerned because while the Lions, they played, they did play well. However, the Chiefs did not have their best defensive player. Travis Kelsey didn't play. And I've rarely seen as many dropped balls as they had, the Chiefs had in this game. They just got to get things together, and one of the, you know, wasn't a drop, but it was like off the hands of our Kadarius Tony that led to a interception return for a touchdown. And when I was covering football, the one of the big stats was was like ninety percent of the time when a team had a return, whether it was a defensive or special teams return, that team won because it's such a game changer mm. for uh, you know for teams. So I. While yes, it was it was good for them. I'm not blown away by how impressive the Lions are, and I'm also pissed off that they played David Montgomery over Jameer Gibbs because Gibbs is the <laughs> centerpiece of one of my fantasy football teams. So, not a big fan at all of their play calling. Get so. Miyake on that. <laughs> yeah, on that. He, could, he, could, yeah. he could step in for uh, for Mont- Get him in the back. They, uh, and also, their coach, he will cost them a game. I mean, deep in his own territory. First drive, I mean, he goes for it on fourth and short. They would have been giving up the ball somewhere around the 20, but they wind up going down and scoring. Now, that's great, but his daring, you know, he's all, he takes a lot of chances, and they will bite him in the ass a few times this year and cost them wins. Well, you, you I, was, I would say, an outlier because uh, I have – just spoken casually to maybe four or five people who are uh, football hands, and uh, all of them predict that uh, the Lions come out the, on top of the Central. Hmm. Well, that's what they're, they're they're like the every year. There's a darling of the of fans and the media, and well, the fact that they got the first game of the season on Thursday night against the 
defending world uh, or world champions. That tells you that even the NFL is buying into the hype. Hmm. <laughs> I just I'm not buying into it. Not that I'm saying the Vikings are going to be that you know they're going to be world beaters, but I I'm not sold on the Lions just how, yet. Now watch them go undefeated. Bob, how <laughs> often is the pick that everybody makes, like you said, the darling, the one that does make it to the Super Bowl? Rarely. Okay. All right. I mean, the Cowboys over the years, they've been at the, oh, this is the Cowboys year. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think back to last year. I think, well, last year, the Chargers, every year it seems like the Chargers are supposed to be better, and then they're not. <laughs> and people thought last year with the addition of Russell Wilson that the Broncos were going to make a move, and they had a horrible season. So I think the Lions will be fine, but I'm just not, you know, I don't think that they suddenly vault to – being one of the top teams in the league or even the NFC. So betting the uh, betting the quarterback, um, a lot of uh, people who are in the know and a lot of people who are completely clueless will choose uh, the, the team that emerges for the uh, February will be uh, based on the quarterback only. Just choose the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Pick Mahomes, yeah. pick Drew Brees, um, pick Tom Brady, and you'll be safe. It doesn't matter how the rest of the team performs. It's how the quarterback performs. Has that gone away, or is that still uh, an article of faith? Well, it went away last night because it wasn't his throws <laughs> that were the problem. It was guys dropping the ball. I mean, he had – he had. I mean, I – Half a dozen uh, drops that I could just come to mind. In their and hands. Tony was a killer. I mean, he so just dropped. A, what, he had the, like three drops. Kadarius wow, Tony. Wow, wow. You know, and that's a killer. And they also one that, you know, what's up going to for an interception the other way. So, yeah, I mean, it was not Mahomes' fault that they lost. It was the inability of these guys to hold on to the ball. Hmm. And the so coach that, is that saying, if these guys are dropping, let's uh, go to the run game for a while. Now let's do a shuttle well, pass. I mean, but that's something. not how this team is built. You know, yeah, this right. team is about moving the ball in the passing game. And when Kelsey gets back, and he should be back for the next game, he'll have his security blanket, and suddenly everything will look a lot better. Yeah. So, but the Vikings, you know, they have to play a lot of people. Oh, well, you know, well, yeah, this will be a win. I'm not convinced until we actually see that entire team on the field. We don't really know how much different this team's going to be with Alexander Madison as the featured running back. And, you know, the defense, I'm a believer that uh, their defense will be better. But we have to see it because we haven't seen all these starters together in a game. And the Bucks still have a pretty good defense. That Now, Baker Mayfield's not a great quarterback by any stretch, but I'm not, I'm not like, absolutely convinced that this is going to be a cakewalk and an easy win because if they were to lose to Tampa – there is no scenario I see where three days, four days later, they go to Philadelphia and win. That is one of the toughest turnarounds for any team. Playing Sunday, then going to Philadelphia on a Thursday night. Wow. You have to put everything, all your, you know, everything has to be done in two days. And you got guys that are still going to be banged up from the weekend's game or from the Bucks. Oh, yeah. So that's going to be a tough one. Um, I have a question, uh, kind of a personal question. Um, it really may not land a lot with the audience, but I hope it does because maybe they watch this. Peyton Manning produced the uh, quarterback series on cable yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, ah, I'm not going to watch that, but I did, and I loved it. I really liked the series. I thought it was put together well. Uh, Cousins was one of the featured quarterbacks, and uh, I just wanted to ask you, what was your reaction as a professional observer of the sport, um, of both Peyton Manning's uh, production and the idea of featuring quarterbacks in this case? I thought it was terrific, and I, I, I mean, I never have disliked Kirk Cousins. I liked him as a person even more after seeing this. I mean, he seems... He seems to be a, a wonderful dad and family man. I mean, he puts his kids on Tuesdays. His family is first, and that's great to see. But it didn't change my opinion, and I've been saying this for quite a while, Don. To me, uh, Kirk Cousins is the Denny Green of NFL quarterbacks. Mm. He will kick mm. ass in the regular season, 
but fall apart in the playoffs. Hmm. And that's what he's done. I mean, he has to change that. You know, he has to he has to win games. Because when you were saying about the quarterbacks earlier, it is the quarterback who can carry you, unless you have a phenomenal defense, which was the case with, uh, I mean, go back to when Trent Dilfer was the quarterback for, for Baltimore. And even our beloved Brad Johnson with Tampa Bay, the defense has carried those teams. And even the Bears, I mean, McMahon was a, Good, not great quarterback. The defense carried that Bears team of 85. But he has to be a player who can carry this team in the playoffs. And with he's got the play, like Justin Jefferson, he's got him. T.J. Hawkinson for a full season. Jordan Addison, I think, is going to be very good. And I do think the running back, and it should be Alexander Madison, we expect. Uh, I think they need to get the running backs more involved in the passing game, much like when the Vikings had somebody like Chuck Foreman, who was devastating as a receiver yes but that makes it easier for the court he's got the weapons he just has to be able to step up in the playoffs because i do think that they are they are should be good enough to make the playoffs again whether it's winning a division or as a wild card and their division will be won by the team that wins those division games although the vikings i mean they have a killer schedule this year with teams, you know, the, the, well, they got Philadelphia, they got Kansas City, and they're getting teams bunched up earlier in the season. So it's a, I mean, to play in that AFC West is not going to be easy for them because those teams, they can light it up. So, but I, I did like them getting back to your question, and I thought, I liked Mahomes. I thought his wife was a little bit of airy. You know, she was. Brittany? <laughs> Her name is Brittany. Yeah. Respect yeah, the name. It's all Brittany's. All Brittany's are it's like all that. Brittany's. And, and I love because. Yeah, she was pregnant, and she was like, you go kill him, baby. I just loved everything about her. I loved the lip filler. I loved I loved it all. I loved that she wanted they, brutality while pregnant. It was perfect. Well, they, it was great the way they picked a, a, great, a superstar quarterback. Then they picked a, you know, next-tier type of quarterback. And then they picked a dregs-of-the-earth quarterback. And they, so they didn't bad. give enough – and they – they gave the right amount of time to Marcus Mariota because when your season, people don't really, I don't think anyone really cared about his story as much as they did certainly Mahomes. And I think people didn't go in caring about Cousins, but I think they got caught up in him and his story because he, I don't think he, you could have come off much better than he did in that show. Kirk Cousins has this insane ability to be look go you look at him he's doing something cool and you go god you're a hot guy you're so hot and then he does something and you go you are the nerdiest person i've ever seen in my life how can somebody who's like doing uh, something so cool wonderful. look so nerdy right now well okay the chain thing with his teammates were mocking yes, him yes. but he he went along with it though and it you know he made the best of it yeah and Nothing against the little kid whose father puts him on his shoulders and walks around. Bare- Don't exploit your kid like that. It was really <laughs> funny the first time. There, I mean, come on. There, there was a, a part that uh, stunned me because you know I played basketball where smack, yeah, you- smack is the uh, a weapon. The native tongue. It, 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 well, it is, it's actually a weapon. You yeah, can yeah. use it as a weapon. You can put people off their game. You can screw up their, their defense. You can... If just take Larry Bird yeah, for yeah. example, who just gets inside of somebody's brain and uh, makes them half the player that they were when they took the court. I didn't realize how much smack talk was actually going on, particularly uh, at Mahomes. Yeah, and some of the things that he would do with some incredible last-minute shuttle pass for a touchdown. Yeah, and he sing stuff like. That's how I do. That's how I do. That's how I do. <laughs> That's how I do. I'm here all day. I, I'm here all day. I know. And talking to the defense, and you know you're going to get whacked if you talk to the defense that way. Can I you imagine know. talking to Butkus that way? Yeah. Just go up to Butkus, get to grill to grill, and just go, I'm going to be here all day. <laughs> I like it even more after seeing this because I just love that. I know. Because <laughs> he is. He's like he's just a big kid playing football yes. at really a level is. few yeah. people have ever seen before. All right, well, Bob, do you want a grade? No, I don't. Yeah, but you know what? You're you're just going to give me the F plus or the F minus. So I no. was going to give you I an A minus. 
No, you weren't. Are you right? I wasn't. Bob Sansbury yeah, Sports they... <laughs> brought to you by Bielke Law Firm. Who goes work? to work for you? Okay, Bielke will <laughs> he'll time in at work for you. He will work them minds for you. For you. Taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them Bob and Tom and Brittany and Don and AJ sent you. Thanks, Bob. You're the best. See you, Bob. See you, guys. See you, Don. See you, AJ. Bye-bye. We'll be back with uh, the one and only Kristen Burt from Hollyweird here in the Tom Bernard Morning Show. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and you all have helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about my slippers, the Giza sheets, MyPillow 2.0 and more. Great news. The MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price, $79.98. And for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more.